and welcome to Trolls of the Two Ton Bridges, or TO Triple TB. I am Natalia and I play the part of Siliqui. After last week's events, will the group have their canoes seized? Will they make it away safely from Camp Vengeance? Will Rana and Yoka sail away into the sunset together? My money is on more buffoonery and miscommunication. You can find us on all the usual social media channels, including Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook under TO Triple TB Podcast. Please get in touch. Let us know what you think of the podcast so far. There you go. Have a Log of Percival Silverlight. Camp Vengeance, set up as the fallback for the Order of the Gauntlet when their initial established camp fell. Everyone here seems to be friendly and happy to assist us, as long as we assist them. Who can blame them, really? Commander Breakbone seems to be at odds with some of the other captains. There is descent in here. To lighten the mood, Rana put on a display with fellow Chalton Lawser, an invigorating dance in which Rana showed us his flashing nuts. I shall not forget that in a hurry. During the entertainment, however, I may have stumbled upon a disturbing bit of news. I overheard Breakbone and Pern talking in their tent about the lack of canoes. Being an expert investigator, I have concluded that we may now be in danger of losing our canoes to the camp. We must figure out what best to do. Adventure! So, we left last week with a slightly split party coming back together again to collect their information. Um, Percival had overheard a conversation in the command tent between uh, the officer Pearl Salhana and the commander Breakbone discussing what sounded like her desire to cross the river and being told no because the camp doesn't have any canoes. Um, Well, not that they don't have any canoes, they don't have enough canoes is what he said. Mm. They were looking to get from one side of the river to the other, is that correct? That did seem to be the, the intention that Pern was going for, was that she wanted to scout on the other side of the river, which, from where you are, which you would know where you are at this point, um, you know that the, sort of the opposite bank of the river is where the undead are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And seeing as how the order is supposed to be eradicating the undead, it, in, in some ways that does kind of, that rings true. You know, the, the, the Order are meant to be fighting the undead. This side of the river isn't... You know, there is undead, but they're, they're not as heavily populated here. 
It's true. It does make a lot of sense to uh, leave your fortified barracks and go uh, create a less secure area in, in the whole area where yeah. there's a lot of walking dead. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, it makes, makes so much sense. No, in fairness, they weren't that fortified. The last, yeah. I mean, this one's far more fortified. The, the one person wasn't happy with the fortification. Of, yeah. <laughs> uh, the person not happy that you're referencing there was Firebeard, who had put up the defences, but wasn't very happy. It is. Yes. He's glorious. He, you know, he's not had to work with wood before. He prefers stone. He's a very, he's a very stereotypical dwarf. Shoddy workmanship. <laughs> yeah. mm. <laughs> Rana, on the other hand, had had a more intimate interlude with uh, Lorsa Bilwattle, in which she revealed to him that she was trying to find pieces of what appears to be a broken tablet, and she has asked Rana to keep your eyes out, you being the party, eyes out for anything anything in ruins um, that could potentially you know, make up the rest of this tablet. We left last time with Rana, coming back from this quiet moment away from the rest of the camp. And I believe you were all going to meet up next to Polly. Uh, so uh, is Rana now with us? Yes. Rana, Rana is perfectly happy for everyone to know uh, that Lorsa uh, would like us to recover the artifacts and mm-hmm. uh, that she essentially wants to regain or refound the nation of Chult in some fashion as it used to be um and she feels that the um these artifacts when gathered will give information or some clues to help support all the sort of scattered disparate tribes into coming together once again will unite the tribes behind some greater purpose so that they can have a nation once again because it's been a long time uh since they had any sort of unified society and that's her hope essentially i appreciate when somebody listens to me (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, did someone say something? Um. <laughs> <laughs> Why, Ayana? Anyway. Ayana, um, so I don't know much about Chots. It's not my, you know, I'm, I'm not from here. And it's, um, I'm just going by what people say. Um, but would there be a lot of unnecessary budget of innocence or anything like that? Or is it just more a uh, uniting of people in um, a reasonable way? Is I, I, I don't know if I can condone unnecessary death. Rana, Rana shrugs and says, was only brief conversation. Once artifacts, so people can remember what they were long ago. Okay, well, if, if it's just to uh, see what he says, I suppose we have a bit more of control of um, deciding whether we actually give her it or not, if uh, we find anything, if we're able to translate. If it seems like weird voodoo crazy things or something that seems unholy and evil, then uh, we can decide whether we, what we do with it, I suppose. The old empire was not evil. It was a nation, as is any nation. Some good, some bad. The tribes are dying. Every year there are less of us. More are lost to the jungle than are born. Is it because they are living in a, in a jungle, which is dangerous, or is it be, people are killing them unnecessarily? What, what, I educate me, Rana. I, I'm not that familiar with the children's people. Everything in the jungle, or almost everything, will kill you if it has the chance. The tribes wish to keep their culture, keep their people as they are. They do not see why they should move into the cities and become something they are not. They would rather die in the jungle but keep their identity than become a different people and forget who they are. How do you feel about... um 
what Lawsa said about people coming together. I mean, do you feel wouldn't want to? Rana believes in the wild. The strong eat. The weak are eaten. The tribes will unite and live, or they will not, and they will die. But that is the nature of the world. The strong will live, and the weak will not. I, I do not care much for any subtleties. It is simply the way of the world. If the tribes have the strength to live and the will to fight to gain that life, then all is well. And as my people, I will support this. But if they choose to be weak and they choose to be that which is hunted and not the hunters, then I will not mourn them. Uh, if there's one thing I've learned in my time under the big man up there is that it's our duty to help those that can't help themselves. That's why I'm here. I agree, Zibi. I mean, not all people can be fighters. For us to learn and to grow, we need education, or at least some people with some kind of education. And if there, there's some people who are more book smart, like Inet, bless her soul, she wouldn't have been able to be the best fighter and spend that much time being good at fighting and read the books at the same time. She, you know, you, you one way or the, or, the, or the other. So what about those people, Rana? Otherwise, people wouldn't learn from things necessarily if they are, they're, they're not educating themselves. I think you misunderstand me. Think of each tribe as one beast, one creature. It has its muscles, its claws, the warriors who fight. But it has its brain, the elders, the shamans who know of the magics and our histories. All parts of the body must be strong for the beast to live. I do not mean strength merely in the physical sense, but strength of community, of society. If the tribe is weak, if the head does not talk to the hands, if the heart does not talk to the feet, then the beast will stumble and it will die. All must work together. But if there is not the will, if there is not the strength in mind or body for them to do what must be done in order to survive, then they will die. But that is the way of the world. Those who live, live through strength of arms and sharpness of mind. I wish for them to live, and as part of their tribe, I would help them do so. But if they fade away, then that is as nature wills it. Then they will fade away. It is. It's a very mature outlook for you, Dan. I, I'm very proud of that. That's a really intelligent thought process there, Anna. I, I think Don't you that, agree, uh, Zippy? It's more grown up than I was thinking. Sorry, did we interrupt you there, Percival? No. <laughs> um, interrupt Percival? Never. I, 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 I'm sorry, I don't know the meaning of what you're saying. Sorry. Um, I mean, it does actually remind me of um, a time when I, I was uh, I was once known as... You, you'll laugh. I, I was once known as Percival of the Horde Lands. <laughs> and I, I, ma I managed to uh, single-handedly unite the warring factions of the uh, Tungians uh, to battle the in invading orcs from the west. Um, so, so I travelled for months across deserts of the Hordelands to parley with their savage leaders. And it was quite a celebrated victory. And it would only happen because those tribes came together. 
And did you do this alone, Percival, or was there other people who were also smart? It wasn't called, you know, the group of people as well as Percival of the Hordelands, no. But did you have, like, some book smart people, or did you have some um, Me? Uh, people that were good at healing, for example? Was it just you? Um, I'm probably. I vaguely remember some people there. No offence, Percival, but if it was just you, in, in our situation so far... I, I don't feel like you on your own have, um, have been the master of it all, of, uh, just like the single hero. I, I feel no, no, that no, in, no. Our, in our no. days so far that we've all done stuff. So I want to know who the other people are. We all have an important, uh, an important piece to play in, um, in my story. So <laughs> I think you see what I mean, Siliqui. We're all important Do you mean people. the story, Percival? Sorry? Do you mean Lee's story rather than my story? Because I'm sure it's their story Maybe. as well. Unless they've got a different story. I, I, can't, re- I can't remember the exact... No, no, I'm sure it's my story. Yeah. <laughs> Percival just wanders off and he gets out of his little bit of snuff. <laughs> and he starts sniffing snuff on the back of his, no- on his uh, hand. Rana says, I think Percy means that to reach the party fruit at the top of the tree, you must you must stand on the shoulders of those taller than yourself. You get the party fruit, but it does not hurt to mention those you stood upon to get there. So you say that, Rana, but then Percival stood on, literally sto- stood on the shoulders of, of Zibi, and he wasn't very good. He actually stood on the shoulders of Zibi quite some time, and he caused a lot of issues. Rana shrugs and says... Sometimes, even standing on the shoulders of others, you cannot reach the party fruit. And then, and then nods sagely, reaches into his pouch and just starts chewing on some jerky whilst staring hungrily at the goats. Dana, <laughs> stop salivating at Jeffrey. It's Jeffrey the goat, and you know he's not for eating. It's a milk goat. I know it's a male, but it is a milking goat. There was some confusion. Rana mutters, in Chalter, name named animals taste better. Uh. <laughs> you know, seriously, like like Rana is the the darkest character in this. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. Rana has got some R- deep shit going on. Rana believes totally and utterly it is dog eat dog law of the wild and. If you're clever enough to win, great. And if you don't, tough. Um, no sleep lost. <laughs> this grim reality brought to you by Rana. <laughs> yes. Let's not paraphrase, lest we risk a lawsuit from the lawyers. I mean, what does everybody think we should do right now? Should we um, Should we wait for that? I mean, I always want to think the best in people. And, and the, the you know, these people are holy people, so I, I would hope that they had, a, you know, they, they meant well, but do you, I mean, do you think they would actually take our boats or hurt us? Or do you think we should leave now, but then risk uh, leaving them to their demise? Think, or what, what should we the do? the question. The question is... Oh, Percival, you're back. D- yes, hello, I've been here all day. You walked off um, with your stuff. I, I think by walked off, he meant he just turned around. Turned around. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> he did a 360 and was like, right. <laughs> Went on a small jog around the compound, yes. I think the, the important thing here is whether or not they intend to take the boats by force, or maybe we could just help them. 
No, and do you really want to be getting involved with more undead? Or, or would you rather be looking at the um, bigger picture of what's causing the undead and looking to solve that rather than just killing the endless supply of undead? Well, we've already made a decision to head back to Port Nianzaro, haven't we? I think that would be good. I'd like to get some supplies. And um, I think we really need to speak to Wakanda. Um, and we also need to tell the poor grandfather of the Tembe about the poor demise of Ines. But Percival, before we ever get there, please, please, can you s- save some of the grotesque parts, like uh, Inette coming back and Zibi having to smash her head in? Um, can you please <laughs> refrain from telling grandfather of the in quite so horrible but details? Can, can you manage bit. to shush just on that bit? <laughs> Keep it in your head. Put it in a it book. It wasn't in her head. Just don't tell it in person to Grandfather's attempt. Be respectful. Uh, a little bit more snuff. If you're unsure if you'll be able to hold it back, what I can offer, if you start going too far, I can punch you. What would that do? That might help what would you. That do? I don't it, it would remind you if I, my, if I punch you in, we in, can, in secret, so it's Grandfather's attempt. We can deal with this when we all were there. We can have a okay. little discussion beforehand. But what are we going to do now? Rana says we should head back to Port Nianzaro mm-hmm. quickly in case they decide they should seize our boats. If they have the boats, they have no need of us. Yeah. They can use the boats to get back to the port. We should head back. We have the papers. We can deliver. We have the magic mayonnaise jar. <laughs> Point of order. You don't mm-hmm. actually have the the missives with you. Again, this was Oh this no, we was, don't. Uh, yeah, you may no. yeah, you may have forgotten, but last time this was brought yeah. up, but Breakburn sort of showed you the missives, but you didn't, didn't actually them. take them. So as far as I'm uh. concerned, he's still got them and is waiting for you to actually take them yeah, and go. We can do that. Mostly because the area is quite wet, so it's probably safest to stay in the command tent, which is at least sort of mediumly dry. <laughs> can I ask, is um Mr Breakbone? Is he sleeping in the command tent, or is it is it open but empty? Is anybody in there? If we go in and take them, if I leave a uh, nice polite note for him to say, "Don't worry, they've not been stolen. We've gone." It's okay. I can write the note. I've got lovely, no. lovely penmanship. You do, Percival, but I, I I'm not sure on your politeness. I would need to double check it. If, let me look at it after you've written it. So you would know that the command tent's quite large. Mm-hmm. There is a table that is clearly sort of a. Um, sort of work desk for Breakbone, but also like a council of war kind of thing that everybody can stand around in there. Mm-hmm. But there was also a partitioned area at the back. You didn't go in there, but you could probably surmise, also given the fact that you haven't seen Breakbone leave the command tent at any point, that he probably stays in there and sleeps in there. In that case, can I, um, do you think, I'm not being a horrible person, but I think maybe I've got a, little, a bit more of a gentle persuasion. Do you think it's worth me knocking on, or trying to attempt to sort of knock on his, um, on the command tent, just to, um... How do you knock on canvas? You say knock, knock. Oh, okay. I mean, she's got a point. (laughs) (laughs) Watch me. Um, Zibi, would that be okay if I, if I try Because that way we're not disturbing all the others. So hopefully we've only got to deal with him then, to say we have to leave early. There's a reason we can't go into detail, but we have to leave now but we will assure that we get the missives for them. Hopefully that will keep them calm enough. Do you think that's the best idea? I, I think that might be a good idea. Yeah. If they're going to steal our canoes, um, I think they ought to leave 
Uh, just out of interest, Mr. DM. Yes. Um, I speak Dwarvish, which uses obviously Dwarven runes to write. Mm-hmm. Um, Undril is a half-orc, and she reads and writes Orcish, which mm-hmm. uses Dwarven runes to write. Mm-hmm. Yes. Is there any sort of rune that I could uh, I could draw uh, that she would understand what I meant? I'm trying to write a little, quite a little private secret love note. Just, just to say, <laughs> we've gone. Don't worry, sort of thing. Yeah. So I think the sort of way I imagine this is that it's kind of like while the dialect and the words are kind of muddled around, you could still sort of read Orcish roughly and at least see what the Orcish word was even if you didn't necessarily understand what it meant it's, it's a bit like looking looking at french and going i know that bonjour means hello sort of yeah Ish. in sort of the same way that say for instance um i think of a good example here actually um if if it's like if it's like written with the same alphabet like in italian like in english mm. every word that ends t-i-o-n is exactly the same in italian except it's zione instead of t-i-o-n so yeah. every single word yeah. in English that ends T-I-O-N is exactly the same in English, in Italian. Really? So construction would be a uh, uh, construzione. Construzione. Oh, really? So that, that, we, te- we tested it out for fun, and it applies to every single Italian word and every single English word that we could find. What about gumption? Blimey. Funzione. So yeah, everything. Funzione, everything. Yeah. It, it, it's 100%. 100%. You know. So there we go. So, you can now genuinely, you can now all read, uh, like, uh, if you can Italian. get the vague idea of almost any Italian uh, paragraph you read. Because <laughs> wow. about one in 20 words will end in that. So you now understand one in 20 Italian words. There you go. Oh, my goodness. Do you, know, do you know, I just had a vision. <laughs> it's not the vision. It was more of a, a silly thing in my head. You have one of those headaches with pictures. An idea. Yes, I did, Percival. Um, it was almost like a memory of Rana telling me something that came from books about language. But it couldn't have been Rana. But it was very interesting. No, it couldn't have been. Couldn't have been. Going back to our conversation about um, dwarven runes that she might understand the, the general gist of what I'm trying to say, if I can, if I can literally just uh, jot down a couple of runes on a scrap bit of paper or something, uh, just sort of... Well, Zibi, uh, Zibi, gone, I gone can away. give you... I, We'll I've got back. some nice paper. You can write on there. But you can even put on my paint if you like to. Hold on, Soliquy. Hold on. Oh. <laughs> Let me answer the man first. Sorry. <laughs> I got excited. I've got something he can have. <laughs> it's rare. I, I don't have you much. However, before we got into a conversation about Italian and stuff, I was basically going to say that yes, yes, you can. Um, because to my mind, yeah, if they if they are written with the same kind of runes, you can write something in Dwarvish and it's fairly likely that Andrew will be able to understand it. Of course, any other, you know, dwarves in the area will probably also understand it. Possibly better than Andrew, but Andrew will at least, yeah, yeah, have an idea of what you're saying. It doesn't mean he's giving away too much on there, though, that could necessarily harm us. It's just more that, um, if, you know, she doesn't think he's just being like a booty call mm. along, along, you wanna, you know, um, along <laughs> every single uh, Nick, do you want to like uh, whisper me the message that you're leaving so that I've got something to refer back to, you know, if and when Andrew comes back into the party? Uh, yep, um, I will do that. Also, while um, Nick's doing that, do you know what tent Andrew's in? So, funny thing, Andrew is actually in the tent next to you guys. 
Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, because she's because she's just she's been helping out the acolytes, and since you guys kind of healed everybody in the other tent, they're kind of all focusing on the few people that are still ill in the second tent. Yeah. So, Rana, uh, what were you saying? If, if a couple of us want to go and um, get the boats ready, I'm going to go to the main tent to get Mister Commander Breakbones' missive to take with us. But I would like backup just to stand outside the tent, just in case it all goes wrong. And then can I lean into Rana so Percival can't hear me? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, not being funny, but rather the person that comes to the tent, not be Percival. You know what he can check out sometimes. <laughs> that he doesn't think before he speaks and it might go wrong. So I think maybe you and Percival um, go to the boat. If you if you can take Percival with you, just keep him out of the way and keep him out of trouble. I'm trusting you with that. It's at, it's at this point you hear Percival say, Ah, I've just remembered something. And he wanders off. Rana, go get him. Quick. Rana, please. Rana, um, Rana, like, rubs his eyes tiredly um, and just mutters under his breath in Cholton. Um, just, like, nothing that anyone can, like, make out. Um, and then sort of nods and then wanders off after Percy uh, and approaches Percy and says, um, come, we go and secure canoes, but then pauses Rana turns and says, where is Yoka? Yeah, I was, I was wondering where Gimp was. So, um, Percy, have you seen have you seen I Yoka? I don't know where Yoka is, I'm afraid. Um, Isn't that Yoka? Uh, y- yeah, yeah. yeah Siliqui, that, that is Yoka, yeah. And yeah. you would know that, Siliqui, because I think you were yeah. the last person to actually see him, but I think the rest yeah. of you probably haven't seen him since you were, since Rana yeah, and just, uh, Yoka he was, were brought he was back. Off, wasn't he? Can I still hear Rana and... Percival at this point to, in, to interject. Um, Rana ran off, and as far as I know, you weren't following them to where they were going. No, you no, I wasn't. I was no. stupid. I so where is the command tent we need to go to? Is the it tent is that. up here? No, no, the, com- the command tent is this one. So this is the confusing yeah. thing, because if you were going straight to the command tent and then you told Rana, go after Percival, you guys were basically walking in the same direction. Well, I would have walked in an opposite direction. Um, yeah. Okay, well, in which case, I'll be next to Percy then. Okay. Keeping him out of the command okay. tent. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Zibi. Aye. If, if you don't, wouldn't mind, I trust you more than... Um, well, it's definitely more than Palestine, obviously. But I need to go and get the uh, missives from Mr. Commander Brickman. You wouldn't mind. If you can keep an eye on Yoka, but also, if you listen out, if I sound like I'm being murdered or something, if you can come <laughs> and help me, um, I'm going to go and try and get the missives so we can... Always jump to the worst thing about it. It sounds Just like I'm case, being murdered. You know? <laughs> Um, so, um, Rana and Percy, are they taking Polly? Or is Polly coming um, with me? But, um, no, as far as I know, they just walked yeah, off. We walked they off. Didn't... Percival buggered off. And then... um, so basically what I'm going to do is I'll, I'll take Polly, uh, Polly the psycho chicken. Um, <laughs> I'll grab Yoko by the scruff of the neck and I'll, uh, I'll casually hang around and wait for, uh, uh, <laughs> wait for you, Siliqui, to, uh, finish, um, talking the ears off everybody in the command tent. Well, I think there's only one person in there. So it's fine. There's only one pair of ears. <laughs> Shouldn't take very long then. <laughs> you would hope. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do you know, Zibia, sometimes I get the feeling that Percival's got very good hearing, you know, that he's a bit strange. I... <laughs> hey, well, look at the size of those ears. This is true. He's half-elf. <laughs> I know, I know, I know he's a half-elf and you're a half-elf, but... Jesus, those things are fucking huge. I'm half elf, and my ears are nowhere near those size. They're like radar dishes. <laughs> What's radar? 
I'm not, I'm not really sure what a radar is, but I had a dream once about these things that can hear for miles and these weird things called aeroplanes. It means you could fly. I mean, I know people who can fly. Yeah. They say the magic words and they go up in the sky. They don't need a machine. This was a really weird dream. It was after I ate too much of that weird cheese from uh, from somewhere uh, somewhere wet. I forget where it was. You have to be careful nowadays with cheese. Cheese can do all crazy things. You know? It was a weird cheese dream. It was it was just awful. I felt terrible for days. Maybe you've got a. Um, I've heard of things where you get um, a belly, a bad belly from from certain things like milk and cheese. You know, I think it's probably hogwash. But I've heard it, it can affect you. It can give you belly ache. Well, it gave me more than belly ache, I tell you. <laughs> Zibby channeling his inner Billy Gonnelly. Oh. <laughs> oh, good lord. Actually, for the time being, have I got Polly on some kind of leash or something? Yes, you have her on some kind of leash. Okay. Um, so I'll gently, uh, gently take her with me. Um, and whereabouts is Gimp? Uh, Gimp is over this way. I don't know if you can... So can you see the circles? I... Yeah. Uh, yep, I'm just trying to move to... I've, I've got uh, Polly on a piece of string. And mm-hmm. I've, uh, I've got I'm here Gimp. so far. Yeah. I literally uh, just picked him up by the scruff of the neck and just sort of looked at him and growled a bit. Okay, so we are going to deal with this one by one. And yeah. so the first thing I'd like with is uh, Rana and Percival at the gates. When you guys get there, you do find the gates are shut and barred. Of course they are. Ooh. So it, um, it, is, it is quite late, isn't it? It is quite late. Yeah, you, you had dinner. Um, you had the dance festival party that Rana put together. Once all of that had calmed down, it's now the night watch. People have gone off to bed. There was a changing of the guards on the towers. And yeah, at some point, somebody has closed and barred the gate. The gate is closed and barred each time. It's been opened twice yeah. um, since you guys have been here. Once for Ord's patrol, the other time for Salhana's patrol. Yeah. So does that mean as well that the guards can see us, I'm assuming? Oh, yeah. The guards on the towers are looking out. They're not looking into the camp. So they could see you, but they're not necessarily looking at you. Yeah. Rana, Rana turns to Percy and says, it feels like, it feels that if <coughs> if we leave, <coughs> excuse me, sorry, I got a tickle. <coughs> oh, goodness me. That's okay, Rana. <laughs> Here, here's a fisherman's friend. <laughs> Marvellous. Of course Percy has fisherman's friends. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that reminds me of so many jokes from years ago. <laughs> um, They're horrible. <laughs> it seems... It seems if the gates are shut and we try to leave, will we not make enemies of those who have, so far, mostly been our friends? Yes, I believe so. I'm not entirely sure how best to deal with this one, Rana. Rana says, the day has been long. If we leave now, or try to leave now, we will have to travel on the river at night with no sleep. Agreed. This, yep. I think this is a bad idea. I think we should stay, come what may. At least until the morning. 
You may be right, Rana. Do you think there's a possibility we might be able to head off before anything really occurs? That's the question. Only if we could unbar the gate. If mm. the gate is unbarred. But if at we do that... Point, the... mm-hmm. At this point, you are interrupted by a shout from above you. Oi! What are you two whispering about? You look up and see the majestic orange mohawk of Ord Firebeard looking over the Yay! rampart at you. Ah, hello, <laughs> Mr. Firebeard. Delightful to see you again. Aye. And what, what are you two whispering about then? Uh, we're talking about hunting. Ah, fabulous. You're much a hunter. Yes, we're all hunters here. Rana says, I prefer to hunt on eight legs. And then just nods. It doesn't say anymore. Or just kind of looks at you for a minute, and it, you can always see he's just trying to do like the mental calculations of hang on eight legs, and then you see just sort of shakes as if I, I don't want to know. <laughs> Percival says you don't want to know. Rana mutters in Chelton, "No one ever does." <laughs> It'd be best getting uh, getting into bed. To be honest, it's getting late. Unless there's any danger, there's not much else to stay awake for. Yeah, thank you very much. Um, do you tend to find there's any trouble uh, in the evenings? Depends on how hungry the beasts are. That's true. Any, then that's uh, what the stakes are for. I, I guess so. Rana says, when do the hunters leave in the morning? I said I was to provide some instruction as to how to find the beetles that will cure those who are sick. I would not want to miss them. Uh, so Hana will usually leave at about the crack of dawn. It tends to take a little longer than she'd like, but she gets them together fairly quickly once the sun's up. Uh, very well. Maybe we'll do that then. How far away are we from sunrise? This is like late evening, so I'd say maybe half ten, eleven? Finish? Okay. Um, Rana uh, nods up to Firebeard and then says to Percy, I agree. Sleep is best. Hard to make good choices when you cannot stand for yawning. Yes, yes. I, I, I'm not entirely sure what you mean, Rana, because I very rarely made poor choices. But onwards. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Ord, you see, pops back and clearly goes back to whatever he was doing up there. Siliqui, you were heading into the commander's tent, that was correct? Yeah, uh, Yeah. what's the way in? Is it this side, or is it what side is the way in uh, the, the commander's door, tent? The door is over here. Okay, and are the guards, are any of the guards looking at me, or my direction? Uh, as you go over, you might well, actually, no, because this is a little bit further back in time, so you you look over, and it does, yeah, yeah you see at least two, looks like there's also like a little <laughs> orange fuzz over the top of the <laughs> palisade with Rana and uh, Percival standing in front of it. Um, but the guards, with your dark vision, you can tell they're looking out. Okay, so they're not really looking at... that. They haven't seen me or anything. Yeah, their, their job is to look for dangers approaching yeah. the camp. They're, they're not that fussed about what's inside. In that case, I'm going to listen first, see if I can hear anybody uh, near the outside layer of the tent, you know, if anybody's near the doorway. Give me a perception roll. Okay. First roll of the evening. Woohoo! Uh, 12 and... Do, 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 5. 17. Did you say you were here listening for somebody just inside the door? Yes, yeah, so in the tent, you know, just close by. As if, like, if I backed inside the tent, would people see me? 
Can I hear snoring? Yeah. Can I hear anybody at all like moving around near me? Near, you can you can hear rustling. Mm-hmm. Um, but not of somebody like, you know, standing right next to the door. You can just sort of hear like there's papers being moved around. The doors aren't closed exactly. They are open. You're more sort of standing on one side waiting to sort of like walk around the corner. And yeah, yeah you can you can hear that somebody is rustling around, moving papers and stuff in there. Okay. Is there any gaps that I can peer through without them seeing me? Uh, give me a stealth check. Hmm. Oh God! <laughs> that uh, would be a hard no. <laughs> be, yeah, eight altogether. <laughs> okay, all right. That's not that's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. But, <laughs> no. Um, yeah, no. You kind of it's this tent is fairly well maintained, and as I say, the door is just like wide open. You go to look around, and you can see uh, Breakbone. He's looking down at his maps, studying various various bits and pieces on the table but something maybe just the sense that somebody's looking at him makes him look up and he and he spots you um and he says just like yes what, what is it oh sorry to bother you, mr commander brickbone i'm very sorry i didn't mean to disturb you, you look like you're hard in thought there and um, i'm i'm just um uh i'm just uh, stretching my legs i am um, you know i'm a i'm a half elf so i i don't need much sleep and um I try not to wake people and uh, and just um, uh, just walk around and, and try and um, just centre my my head a little bit. Really, uh, are you okay? I I mean I'm as okay as I can be. The maps are vexing to be sure, but I mean, is there anything I can I can help you with or look over with? I've got nothing really to do for a few hours. I was going to just do some painting or something that I maybe I can no. maybe I can help. I, I don't I don't think so. Are you are you much of a cartographer or much learned in Cholton landscape? I'm not gonna lie. I, I'm not proficient in those kind of things. I'm not um, an expert in any of those things. But I am a good artist and I am um, I'm good at organising. So um, I can I can help. I can help with filing. I can help with just support. I'm um, no. I'm I I can I can maybe hum a tune. Um, anything that might help, really. Um, what might help? <laughs> Let me just make some sea noises for you. <laughs> he looks at you, if anything, a little more baffled. Whale noise. Yeah. Oh, oh, would you mind if I um, if I if you're just um, if you're doing that? Would you mind if I sat in here? It looks like a more comfortable and nice environment. Would you mind if I sat in here and meditated, maybe? If I if I'm no butler and I sit in the corner. I mean, does someone you're not making to? Don't you have a tent or something? Um, no, I don't actually. I I just um, my my um, my colleagues have a tent, but Percival he talks in his sleep. He's he's not the easiest bunk mate. And uh, Zibby he's lovely, but he snores. And Rana he he just starts kicking in the night. So they're not great people to share a tent with, really. So um, I I just wander freely. I quite like um bit more open space. I'm surprised you're still up as well. I mean, do you, do you not sleep overnight? Yes, yes, of course, of course I sleep, but I need to study, study these maps. And he sort of he looks down again, and he's just sort of he's got this kind of not vague, but there's there's something almost like deadened in his eyes as he looks at the maps again. Anything that I can help you with, really? I mean, um... it's most kind of you to uh, to offer. Uh, but, and he very hastily says, "My lady, 
but oh, thank you, sir. And he looks back up at you with the same sort of fevered look and just says, "This no, this is just nothing. I think you can you can help me with just now." Um, oh, by the way, I have actually spoken to my um, my colleagues of our group of individuals. Uh, my collective, um, and we're happy. We're very happy to take the uh, missus for you. That's not a problem. We've agreed to do that for you. But is there anything else as well that maybe we can help with? Do you need um, help going elsewhere? Um, do, do you need people of our caliber? Are you offering to volunteer with the order? I will speak to my colleagues um, to find out if there's something they're able to do. I mean, I, I have right now. I do feel like we need to get extra. Um, well, everything really. We, we we need rations. We need equipment. We need a lot more. We wasn't as prepared as we hoped. So I'm hoping in Port Nianzaro we will actually get more equipment and there'll be better place to um, kit ourselves out ready. I can tell you quite something about not being prepared. He looks down again with that same sort of deadened eyes. But when he looks back up again, he says, "Of course, when when the missives are delivered and a." A supply chain can be administered between us and Portney and Zaro. Of course, we would we would be more than happy to have. Uh, he struggles for a minute with the word and then just says, "Warriors of your of your caliber uh, to to help us." Why, thank you. It's not the first time I've been called a warrior. I will say that. Um, but <laughs> Wolf, has, Wolf, has, Wolf has told me that amongst you is the mighty Percival Silverlight. Apparently, to my to my deepest shame, I did not recognise him for the brave warrior he was. In the distance, you just hear a. <laughs> it's okay. Don't don't be embarrassed about it. I I also did not have a clue who he was. He's um, I think it's only certain types that might not Percival. He means well, but um. Just a little bit far-fetched, maybe, but, he, but he's nice enough. Yes, I, I won't say any more on Percival, in my own opinion, but he's, I think he's harmless. I hope you don't mind me saying, um, you, you are coming across this evening. You, you do appear to be incredibly stressed out, and um, I'm assuming that that's also affecting your sleep. As we are going to Port Nizarro, is there anything you might need that which might help you as well, personally? Mm. He seems a little taken aback at the request for something personal, but he just says, there is there is little material that I require to run the order. My first duty is to the order, to maintaining and increasing our presence here in Cholt. For myself, I... Perhaps some cheese? We have precious <laughs> little cheese here. I can understand the, the desire for cheese. I'm a vegetarian, you see, and um, I eat a lot of cheese. I Cheese is my only real delicious piece of real food that, that I, uh, I can enjoy. Uh, what kind of cheese do you prefer? Oh. <laughs> Are we really having a conversation about cheese? I was hey, going to say, I think I'm going to break, specific I'm gonna break, cheese I'm break to away get, from you <laughs> While while Breakbone starts to talk about how you know he likes a good bit of Gorgonzola, um, <laughs> Don't we all? or the or the fantasy version of Gorgonzola, uh, Siliqui, I can sort of imagine that you're so, kind of la yeah. Nick, what is that you just sent us? <laughs> it's a Gorgon called Zola. Gorgonzola. Gorgonzola. <laughs> <laughs> I could try and look for that kind. <laughs> If that's the thing you're into, that's absolutely oh. fine. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, no Sonny. 
you've no idea how long it took me to find a gorgon that was uh, posing <laughs> like one of those French girls. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you made me read that with my brain. Um. <laughs> I feel like I'm sort of, but I'm partly I think I'm trying to distract him slightly in the sense of at least kind of calm him but I'm actually looking around to look for the, the container or the bag or whatever it was that had the missives in that he had originally I'm looking right, around the room to try that is, yeah that is just on a desk behind him okay um cool. yeah if that's sort of what you're looking for it is literally it's just it's sat there it's the same bag of missives he would have when he mentioned the missives to the sentinels he would have um gestured at it as well yeah well, um, I can I can have a look for um, the best um, cheese I can find and put in Zaro. That's not a problem. I'll take the missives so they're ready so we can leave early as well. Okay. As you take the missives, and are you leaving at this point or are you just still chilling there with the missives in your lap? Um, I am going to try and distract him for a little bit longer because I'm assuming Percival's gone off on one chatting bollocks, so he's going to take longer to get the boats ready. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so, um, Thank you, um, I mean, I, I, I really don't want to um, interrupt you. Um, although, in fairness, I think it might be nice for you to have a break. I mean, I know um, with me, if I've ever had to concentrate on something, sometimes you do need to take a break to, to um, reboost your brain um, to think. Sometimes taking a just a just looking away from, from the uh, paperwork or anything like that can help. Would you mind talking about where it came from? Or talking about something else, or, or would you rather just get on with your work? I do need to. I do need to get on with my work. To be honest, do not get me wrong. If you if you wish to uh, remain here and, as you said, meditate, then by all means. But I myself, it is it is growing late. Soon I must retire. But I just need to to get these last few notes down, and uh, maybe. Maybe find whatever it is I'm looking for. It sort of trails off a bit there. Um, so, um, Siliqui, she thanks him and she sits with her back very, very, very close to the front of the doorway to the command tent, um, just so she can hear outside and sits in a kind of meditative pose. She's not really meditating. She obviously does meditate as a monk, but she's not meditating at that point. She's actually just sitting there with her eyes closed, listening keeping aware of making sure he stays in the tent and seeing if she can hear at all anything going on with Percy or Rana. But I'm assuming she can hear now and again Polly so she knows they haven't left. Yes, you would have, while you're, while you're sat there, and probably while you were talking as well, you would have also heard um, Ord calling out to Rana and Percy as he did sort of, he did sort of shout. Um, mm. So you would have heard him sort of talking to them about, I think it was hunting you guys talked about? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But with that, we will now swing on round to uh, Zibby, um, who, Zibby, you wandered over with Polly, was it, on a leash? Uh, yes. Yep, to yep, find yep. Yoka. Um, Yoka is actually still tied up to the meat wagon that they had brought back. Nobody's, nobody's untied him. They've just sort of left him there. And I think Siliqui gave him some food. So yep. he's just sort of, he's just kind of, he's, he's you know, he's slumped down. Still sort of tied up, but he's, he's clearly like trying to maybe doze off on his arm or something. I gave him half of the amount I was going to give him. I was going to give him the whole lot, and he was a cock, so he got half. Fair enough. <laughs> <Yeah>. Right. <laughs> Simi, what, what do you want to do? <laughs> uh, well, in that, in that case, if um, if Gimp is still tied to the meat wagon, uh, then Simi's going to leave him there and sort of, if he's safely tied up, 
as if he's going to move back round to the front of the tent. So he's, he's probably going to sit there and raise his eyebrows at uh, the talk of cheese, um, especially after the uh, the weird cheese dream uh, that we were talking about earlier. <laughs> Did his belly grumble? Nice bit of cheese. That you're done nicely. Looking in the tent, uh, in the tent, you can see Breakbone is there, sort of. He's he's working. But you can see him, he's just sort of like glancing up once in a while at Siliqui, who is now sort of cross-legged in the corner uh, <laughs> next, to, next to the door, uh, just sort of listening. Uh, sorry, I was going to say, she's doing that really annoying form of meditation where she just sits there and occasionally goes, hum. <laughs> <laughs> I assume not because she was trying to listen, I guess. <laughs> now, Percival and Rana, you've had your conversation with Firebeard. What are you guys going to be doing? I think we should try and find everyone else and tell everyone um, that we think we should go to bed, really. Agreed. As uh, soon as possible. So should we head back over to the command tent? Because that's where we yeah. would assume that's everyone where yeah. Is, yeah. yeah, you can so, see that the Zibi and Polly are just stood there yeah. watching this odd this odd little, I don't know what to call it, like encounter between the Breakbone and Siliqui, where Siliqui's just sat there and Breakbone is... <laughs> Looking so my like, attention was like so you all subtle and can leave without like being like watched yet. Yeah. First of all, Ipidy's gob got heard by <laughs> Firebeard, and now you're all stood in front of the tent <laughs> that I'm trying to subtly. <laughs> so subtly, <laughs> listen, yeah, yeah, effectively, <laughs> effectively, <laughs> that's what's going down here. Uh, okay. <laughs> the clucking, the clucking of the chicken though would would alert you, Silicree, <laughs> to the fact that. Um, at least Zippy was sat out there, so maybe at some point you kind of, I don't know, sneak a peek at what's outside and you notice that everybody's just stood there. I changed position. She's doing a little bit of uh, like yoga-y type moves as in um, the salute to the sun type stretches. So she turns around and is able to look the opposite direction and sees everyone. What the actual fuck are you doing here? <laughs> it's like, I'm here for a reason! You have one job! What is going Lars on? Is just... It's just in that sort of that sort of emotion where he's just a little too embarrassed to say anything, but he's just like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> the random woman's walked into his tent, offered to hum for him, uh, discussed cheese, <laughs> and is now is, is now is now bending over at the waist in front of him. Hey, he's getting cheese. <laughs> no explanation. He's got no idea what's going on. Just, it's just is he is she volunteering? Is she is she asking to be a bard? Is she what 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 is your game here? Can you imagine it's, being a bard and your thing is humming? I, I was trying to find his I was trying to find his preference. <laughs> I was trying to gauge what he would be more amenable to. So, you know, trying to be <laughs> Is this the world's oddest attempt at seduction? You just you list no, no, random. No, not seduction. Just then... kind of like he looks stressed. What can I, what can I offer that he might need other than anything? Sexy? Do you like? Do you like? Yeah. Do you like music? Cheese. Personal shoppers. A favour. How about flexible women? <laughs> <laughs> it, it is exactly. a logical progress. Oh, she needs to be in the room. She needs to be able to make sure he was staying in there because you guys are meant to be subtle and getting everything ready to leave subtly without anyone noticing. Yeah, and um, they all stood outside um, yeah. nodding. <laughs> kind of. Noticing at long last that your friends are stood outside, Breakbone is just, well, it's you know, it's getting late. Um, I'm going to go to bed now. Uh, hey. Good night. <laughs> Oh, good night, Mr. Commander Breakbone. I hope you sleep well. 
try to empty your mind when you sleep. You'll, you'll feel less stressed when you wake up. I know it's difficult, but try to um, focus on just one thing. It will help you um, empty your mind a little bit. Try and forget the last 10 minutes. <laughs> um, outside, uh, I, I've turned around to Rana and just say, look, when she's all done and everything, just tell her I'm going to bed. <laughs> and, and I wander over towards uh, one of the towers, this tower over here, because mm-hmm. I was told by uh, Wolf... Mm-hmm. To avoid sleeping on the ground because of all of the mud and everything. He so, wasn't told uh, by Wolf. He was told by Lawson. Was it Wolf? Oh, sorry. It was Lawson then. Yeah. But before you walk off, can can um, Siliqui as well, when she's actually facing you guys, still in her apparent stances, you see her shoulders and her head drop to look at the floor and just be like, ah, exasperate. <laughs> <laughs> Why have I bothered? Yeah. Rana, Rana says the gate will be closed until dawn when the hunters leave best to get sleep whilst we can it will be a long day's journey uh, back to port tomorrow do you think it'll be safe though do you think do you not think that maybe um would they might try and take our boats when they all leave or do you think the hunters are, are safer rana shrugs and says if they want to take the boats and then gestures at the fort and the 60 odd armed people <laughs> surrounding says if they wish to take the boats they will take the boats. We do not have the strength to stop them. So better to sleep. You'll have a vivid flashback of that time that Zibi took a quarrel with uh, some of the Zentara <laughs> in the first episode. <laughs> <laughs> How bad it went, yeah. <laughs> well, all right then. Well, then, um, can I go on the guard tower? I want to speak to Mr. Firebeard and, and um, show him my painting. Uh, yeah, sure. You can you can show Firebeard the, uh, the painting if you want. Is there anything else that you guys want to do before turning in? Mm-hmm. Rana will uh, head to one of the towers as well. I'll head up to the same one as Percival, if there's room. You um, sure? And I... What, for, for you, Percival and Percival's ego? <laughs> um, you're right, we might have to kick the guard out of the tower for it all. Yeah. <laughs> so, the thing is, the guard that's on there is on the roof. There is a... Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, there's two platforms. So, there's the top platform where the guard is, where the actual guy is looking over the palisade. But then there is a there is a sort of first floor thing raised off of the ground. It's covered the way around mostly with canvases rather than actual wood. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is where you saw Wolf came out of there um, earlier. D- uh, does it look empty other than that? or uh, It's when you pull back the canvas to sort of uh, get inside. Wolf is there. There is another guard sort of sleeping there too. Wolf turns over in his sleep just sort of grunts at you and him and the guard sort of shuffle around and they make room so you guys would be able to well, you, you two would certainly be able to get in there the rest of you the other two you might need to go find somewhere else that's fine uh, that's fine by me so yeah I'll, I'll, I'll clamber on in and get cosy mm-hmm. uh, Zibby what are you doing in this town are you going to find somewhere as well to sleep or do you want to go find Indra um <laughs> I mentioned no, sleep on the I am one. going yeah. to <laughs> I think Zibby's going to go and um, uh, sort of camp out by the uh, by the goats with the chicken. Yeah, fair news. Yep. <laughs> There's that, you know, it's a smell of goats going on, but, you know, you, you and Polly find an area next to the wall that's sort of a little bit more sheltered because of the high palisade. Down here somewhere. Yeah. Uh, somewhere. Between the buttresses. Yeah. It's like you made yourselves a little nest. <laughs> you snuggled into her wing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> she, she snuggles back. 
there's a slight bit of cutting because of the back speak, but um, but other than that, <laughs> nice up snuggle. She just goes into snuggle. They just ah, like ch- um. <laughs> <laughs> so, cut your claws. I mean your beak. God's sake. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Siliqui, uh, Firebeard is intrigued at the painting. Um, he at first attributes it to something like a phoenix, because if I remember correctly, it was like just, it's an abstract painting it's, of his mohawk, isn't it, or something? It's an abstract painting. I was inspired by your beautiful air. Um, it, it glows. It's like a sunrise, and I love seeing the sunrise in the morning. Um, so it inspired me to do this painting. It's rather um, abstract. It's not obvious what it is, but it, it is a bit like a phoenix rising from... Um, could be from ashes or it could be just a beautiful sunset um, inspired by your air. See now, the one thing missing from this is that it's not carved in stone. <laughs> this is true, but I, I am I'm more of a painter than I am a uh, carver. Ah, more's the pity. Well, you can always put it on a stone. You can always um, copy it onto a stone. I, I don't own a copyright. You are out. I will give you a copyright for it if you wanted to carve it into a stone later. Um, ah, cheers. Yes, no no problem. I, I thought you might like it as a gift. Then, and for, for me to you, for I, I see things beautiful in the world and I see beauty in all sorts of colours and shapes and things and your head is um is quite is quite something to marvel. Oh, thank you very much. Well, I shall keep it on me. And he without really a pause for beat, <laughs> folds it and puts it into a back pocket. <laughs> <laughs> It's please try, so hopefully it won't smudge. <laughs> it, just, it just gets this orange smudge just slowly starts seeping out of his back pocket. <laughs> <laughs> um, would you mind if I sat up here for a bit? I, um, I don't need a lot of sleep and um, I feel safer up higher. Is that is that all right with you? I mean, I can... We may, maybe we can chat for a bit if you like, or if not, I can just be quiet and sit here and um, take in the view. Well, we're on we're on guard, so quiet would be better. But if you must talk, look, we, we I'm trying to remember the problem here. Is there anything we need to know from Firebed, or is there anything useful that we could think of? I don't. Um, I don't think so. I mean, the only thing he really mentioned was a need for a good forge or a mine or something to get some proper stone. Um, he did mention something, I think, about you guys getting to Portney in Sorrow, but he wasn't really clear about what he meant by that. Uh, as we're going to be going back to Port Ninzaro soon um, for for your captain, um, for Commander, sorry, uh, Mr. Commander Breakbone, is there anything that you could think of that you need from Port Ninzaro that, that might be important? It could be for you personally, or it could be for the whole group. We'll be going back there anyway. Is there anything that that be useful for you? Well, to tell you the truth, if you're going back to Port Ninzaro, I'd recommend talking to Musharab. And who is Mushrab? The thing is, I said before, these defences, better than any human could make, I'll tell you that, made sure of it. But we could do with stone and metal. But for that, we need a forge, a mine, resources. <laughs> to tell the truth, most of Cholt and Nuyanzara, well, we could maybe get the supplies we need from them, but what we could really do is an actual dwarf forge. Mm-hmm. And in Port Nanzaro, Musharib was an albino dwarf. Natives here. They used to have, apparently, a very decent forge somewhere way to the south. 
I remember talking with Musharab when in uh, Port Nianzaro, and to be honest, I was half tempted to join him. He seemed intent on taking this forge back for his people. But the order pays better, and as a result, I came here. Rather wish I hadn't now. That's really sad. But to find him, mm-hmm. he's one of the guides. Speak to Jobel. He's the merchant prince of the guides in Nianzara. Jobel, is that J-O-B-A-L or something? J-O-B-A-L. Yeah. We've heard of him before, anyway. Yes. You haven't met him, but you have heard of him. Mm-hmm. Would you like me to ask him for supplies, or is there anything particular you want me to ask for from Mushrim? Well, if he is able to get his forge back, and you guys were able to help him, you could put in a good word for the order. Maybe work out some, I don't know, quid pro quo? Is that the, is that the term? I think it's very peculiar, very peculiar to mention crows, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what crows are going to do. I mean, they fly, they, they, they eat dead things and they, uh, they, everyone associates them with evil. I don't, I don't know what really, what that's got to do with the saying, but there we are. <laughs> I mean, with Musharib, I, I'm assuming he knows you as, um, Firebeard. Or does he know you as something else, or is there? No, Firebeard's the name I went by. Okay. And I continue to go by. Okay. That, that's absolutely fine. Now, would you mind, terribly, if I took a nap in the corner of here? Um, it's just I feel a bit safer. I don't snore, so I shouldn't disturb you. And I, I don't um, I don't have restless leg syndrome, so I won't kick you. Um, is that okay if I sit in the corner? Fill your boots. Thank you. And she, she nods off in the corner. Okie dokie, then. Slightly so- dribbles, but she's, you know, she's, she looks pretty, but she's slightly dribbling. But other than that, she's not snoring. I was well. I was going to say dribbling. It's more. It's more the fact this is. This actually is. I. I haven't really mentioned the weather because uh, it's not really that important. But slight rain is going on. It's less that you're drooling. It's more just that you are just slowly getting sodden. Um, so, however, you all pass the night in whatever comfort you can find. Um, mm-hmm. As you guys are in a fort with actual guards on duty. Uh, none of you will need to do a night watch. However, obviously, Percival and Siliqui, you guys only need four hours sleep, so you will wake up um, before Zibi and Rana will. Unless there's anything in particular you guys want to do, whether you guys just want to sort of sit and contemplate whatever you guys are going to contemplate. Uh, um, per- Percival does get up, uh-huh. um, and he basically goes and plonks himself on a on a barrel or something like that, sits down and uh, watches the gate whilst he's he's just like oiling his sword um, just just waiting for um, somebody to turn up so that he knows that the uh, the morning gate opening is going to happen and we're ready to go Okay, fair enough. Uh, Siliqui, anything you're going to do with your four hours when you're, you're awake? As I'm up higher I'm going to kind of look around so I'm going to look towards um outside of the gate see if I can see anything see if it looks clear you know basically just look around um, and also inside the gate to see if there's any basically just take in all my surroundings and be aware of what I think is going on mm-hmm. uh, when you awaken you find that Firebeard has left um, oh. the guards also seem to have changed at some point or possibly are in the middle of changing have I been drawn on? Mm, you <laughs> Do I have a would need to you would need to find a mirror of some kind. <laughs> Roll for mirror finder. Yeah. Like, unless you have a mirror, you're going to need to find like a body of water or something to yeah. um, check yourself out in. 
or ask a friend. <laughs> so, none then. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> right. So, um, yeah. Oh, you've um, you've changed over. Um, sorry, I'm um, I was having a nap up here. I, I'm going to go back down now. Is there anybody out near the boats or anything like? That? Can she see anyone around there, or is it just the guards on top? Nope. I mean, there's. It's not like there's nothing out there. Obviously, it's still the jungle. Hmm. Um, but there's nothing, you know, nothing danger related, so to speak. There's no like, you know, I don't know. Let's say, for instance, like uh, zombies or something like coming along, or anybody untying the boats. Um, now I'm going to go over to where Percival is and talk to Percival um, about what our plans are. What, okay. Where, where have you cool. gone? Percival's oh. over there. Isn't he? Isn't um, he up here? No, I. Oh, no, Rana? I, uh, where did you go? No, that's Rana. Oh. <laughs> I moved here. Why, why are we? Why did you move from the roundabout outside? Okay, hello. Uh, because I'm watching the gate and waiting for um, people to actually be, uh, begin to leave. First of all, you sound very, you sound very sensible and mature for some reason. You don't sound like Percival. <laughs> Percival, are you feeling all right? I think your throat has gone wrong. I'm perfectly well, thank you, Siliqui. Snuff? Did you just? <laughs> did you give Rana your last fisherman's friend? I think you might need one yourself. No, I'm perfectly fine. Thank you. Um, Percival, so um, I don't know why we're standing in the middle of nowhere. I, I was going to come over to you. I'm sitting um, on a barrel. Oh, okay. Well, I'm not. But um, when when should we leave? I mean, what what is um, Rana said? We're waiting here to see when they're going to be leaving for the hunt, and we're going to go with them. And do we stay with them, or are we um, going to, like, clear off when, um, you know... We're going to go. Okay. That makes sense, doesn't it? I think that makes I sense. I think so. So have we got all of our belongings and stuff with us ready so yeah. as soon as the doors are open we can go? Yeah, I, yeah. I, the way I see it is well, we're just yeah. waiting um, waiting for the others to finish their sleep and also waiting for uh, the, the uh, guys to leave the actual uh, compound. So. so about half six, seven-ish in the morning, hard to tell exactly, there is something of an alert set up. It's not a clamour of, you know... Or there's something attacking. It's more like it's more like somebody has found a pot and is banging a spoon against it. And you see through the camp, the tall figure of Pearl Sulhana is sort of marching back and forth between the tents, and is clearly sort of rousing a few members um, to sort of get up and get moving. There's a few pauses at tents where she seems to be sort of like making reprimands and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And slowly but surely, you can see the few people that have woken up start to move around, start to you know coax the fires back into life, start maybe start maybe making some some sort of breakfast. And you can see sort of people are starting to shuffle around, get their equipment together, ready for the new day. Rana and Zibby, you guys will now wake up this time, and mm-hmm. Andrew sort of comes out briefly. Bids you farewell. Thanks you again for bringing her this far, and uh, hopes that your paths will cross again in the future. And she sort of, as she says that, she, you know, her gaze lingers a little longer on Zippy than on the rest of you. But then she returns and to then on Percival, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and she then returns to her duties. Interestingly, you notice as as people are getting about their business, a disheartening thing you do notice is that. From various tents, some of the soldiers are sort of limping, being carried over to the field hospital tents. It seems that, yet again, more of the soldiers are 
looking ill, either with shivering sickness from a lack of the insect repellent, which, by the way, I am assuming you guys applied to yourselves yesterday. Yes. And I'm mm -hmm. making you uh, yes, for yes, as a result. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, <clears throat> it's not like immediately the tents are full again. It's just that clearly overnight a few people have been infected and just the infections are the non-stop. There is a moment of sort of disheartening there between you and Indra where you just sort of like, you, you just fixed all of them and almost already the beds in the field hospitals are being filled back up again. Feels like holding back the sea, doesn't it? <laughs> Indeed. Just a, just about. That's why this camp is in desperate need of your help in getting that supply chain set up. There's no sign of Breakbone coming from the command tent. He is still sort of secluded in there. Um, there's also no sign of Firebeard. However, Pern does sort of stride over to you and holds out her hand probably to Percival first and says, Hello. I'm Pern. I assume you are the uh, adventurers responsible for Silver Tusk's return to us. Ah, lovely. Uh, Pern, is it? Yeah, it's Percival Silverlight. I'm sure you've heard of me. Um, Charmed, I'm sure. Of course. Yes, yes, we've, we've, we've been uh, helping where we can, um, but we're, uh, we're just about to leave to deliver the missives to Portney and Zaro and try and set up some kind of supply chain for you folks. Excellent. It's just what we need. More importantly, how many undead have you killed? More or less than 50. Oh, vastly more than 50. A few hundred in my time. Oh, I see. She takes a kind of look up and down as if she just doesn't quite believe you. <laughs> yes, I know. Just just drink it all in. It's all, it's all excellent on this side of things. Pern is a tall, dark woman. She has light brown skin, brown eyes, and as I say, she sort of has this kind of straight-backed uh, look to her, sort of no-nonsense, and a sort of air of confidence about her. She wears leather armour that looks... It's not quite the sort of the homemade leather armour of Lorsa and the other Choltons, but it is certainly sort of... It's a lot lighter than the chainmail being worn by Breakbone and... Firebeard. She looks a little more sort of prepared for the climate that you guys are in. Mm -hmm. And you can see that there is a symbol of the order that's been embroidered just over her left shoulder. Uh, let, let me introduce to you the rest of our party. Um, th this is uh, Cal Siliqui, and uh, th this over here is Rana, and this is Zibi, um, and this is Polly. It's, it's Kale, but Kale. I, I let you off. Kale but just call me Siliqui. Siliqui. Yeah. It's kale, like the kale. vegetable. Kale. No, kale. 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 Well, well, Forget I said nothing. Is there anything that we can assist with? I'm sure we can. We're great. <laughs> you are already assisting enough by returning to Portney and Zara. If you can get back and get us a supply of... <sighs> of more men, more boats, and more supplies, then perhaps we can mount a better attack against these... <sighs> vermin of the forest. Captain Sarkana, um... Uh, I mean... 
Is um Captain Brickbone okay? I I did um see see Captain Brickbone earlier, and I understand there's a lot going on at the moment, but they seem so stressed and under pressure. Is there is there anything we need to know? Salhana sort of looks at you like quizzically for a second, and then glances left and right, and sort of leans in a little conspiratorially and just says, "He's in shock." 